Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Comedy Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. And the crime junkies are once again back here doing anything that has to do with crime, but that's fine. Um, we hope you're having a well rest at the end of the year. Hope you make sure you drink your water, wear your mask, wear your sunscreen, because we're still in the middle of a panorama. On this episode of Tori Talks for 45 minutes, um, I'll be wrapping up my Chinese dramas of this year, and Marion was kind enough to sit here and listen to me. So, we hope you guys enjoy this episode as we just kind of go on. So, I wrote down all of the Chinese dramas that I've watched. I'm not going to sit here and go through, like, in-depth review of all of them, but I thought it would be fun to do, like, a quick review, things I you know enjoyed watching because i regret watching you know all that good stuff because marion doesn't watch chinese dramas but that's okay we'll get her there well well, you watch some you watch like i got you to watch um that one that one one but yeah okay so um let's start off at the beginning of the year so the first one we have is called the rebel princess it's long as fuck it was 68 episodes um (laughs) You know, sexy-ass adults, but you gotta get past them acting as their young selves in the first 13 episodes. Like, they were acting as if they were, like, 18, and I don't know why they didn't use younger actors mm-hmm. for that part of the plot. It's very weird. Um, Yeah, I loved it, but the plot be- definitely got butchered by censorship. Like, there was... So the whole point of the plot is that there's this girl whose father's, like, whose family's from, like, a prominent prime minister, and they... And her father wants to become king of this palace and she's like this spoiled um princess because her aunt is the empress and so like she goes through this name age ceremony and she was supposed to marry her cousin so she'd become empress but um like shit started to happen and then she ended up marrying a general (laughs) she ended up marrying a general and so it's all about their relationship and all about how you know he's um not of royal blood and it's good it has there's parts of this drama i love the parts of the drama i love is that i get to see people over 40 in love which is amazing the parts that i, I don't understand how it was 68 well i do understand why how it was 68 episodes and it failed to tell its own story because sistership was like when well, you can't censorship in china the censorship board in china is very strict and mm-hmm. so they were like you can't have the male lead who is a um warrior overthrow the kingdom and become king mm-hmm. even though he 110 percent deserved it so it was it was very weird um rebel out of princess well rebel out of princess good god rebel princess <laughs> Yes. an 8 out of 10 it was decent but like it was just 86 episodes is a lot and especially well, it's not 86 68 episodes is a lot um especially when you don't know how to tell your own story and so then you have you are my hero which stars um Bai Ting, who's one of my favorite um people in chinese drama sphere and masi chen um it's 40 episodes it's a modern medical rescue drama she's a doctor he's a SWAT team member and um, I think they had a great couple chemistry. It was very slow, but it, I loved it because it showcased the characters outside of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, they had some very good writing. Because, um, like, they're, all of their, a lot of the plot points are around, like, natural disasters and fires and things like that. And they had, like, this earth, 
earthquake flooding season or something like that and it was a really good showcase of all the different characters and how they are people outside of the love lines of the show and it was really it was really well written and really well put together and i really enjoyed it um there are some very mock down points like after the couple gets together because you know we have to give them more drama or it gets boring yeah they had they had because she's a doctor they had um his childhood friends these are two girls his childhood friends basically come to the hospital and mm-hmm. um come to the hospital and were pretending to be sick and driving the female lead up a wall it was i was like this could never happen i hope it doesn't happen in real life because they were insufferable but it was just like you know more um conflict for the couple to get through but um i thought it was a really cool show if you want something a little more chill but still like it's you know it's you know people in their 30s i like that i think i recommend the show 8.5 out of 10 next we have ratan let me tell oh god 30 episodes a supernatural alien but also historical um Honestly, she, she, Ratan tried, but she wasn't giving what she was supposed to give. The world building and the plot are like a five. The acting was a seven. The fashion was a nine. So a 7.5 recommended. Don't have high expectations. It's basically the female lead is this, like, they come from these planet where everybody's, like, um, kind of intertwined with plants and shit. And yeah. so she's like, a, a Ratan is a type of tree. And so it's this whole story about her trying to get revenge on the bloodline of the male lead's family and, like, his blood work. There was just a lot. She died at the end. And then they have this weird thing where she died, but then he, you know, he's going to search for her. <laughs> and she's, like, reincarnated into, like, or reincarnated or something into, like, the form of a little girl and they have this really weird scene and i was just like why was that (laughs) the reincarnate why okay okay i'm done i'm done (laughs) please don't go into the show with high expectations zhang bingbing is one of my he's a good actor he picks awful projects awful (laughs) god awful good god okay number four we have word word of honor this is 36 episodes um it's a Donmi, so it's like um, men love men, but uh-huh. you can't say men love men because Chinese censorship. I know one of the actors is canceled, not because he did anything illegal. He went to a place in Japan that is has historical ties with um, Japanese imperialism that affected China and took uh-huh. a picture of it and then uploaded it online and then it got showcased to the world. And um, it's a very old picture, but yeah, his career is over in China. <sighs> Uh, so yeah, and when people and when Chinese citizens cancel you, baby, there is no chance of coming back, and I mean that. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. So, um, word of honor was good. The chemistry was fifteen out of ten. The plot was a typical, very typical. The chemistry between the leads though was good. So, like, because the book is you know a BL, and yeah. um, they had to redo it for censorship. You could definitely tell these two people were in love, and I was like, okay, that's very good because i think um creativity flourishes under censorship to the 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 detestment of the censorship board and so to appreciate the show i say you can watch more of avenue x's videos she's a um i think she's chinese canadian i don't want to say that wrong but she's a um chinese youtube creator who like goes into depth of what a lot of these lines 
mean because there's so much depth in like Chinese poetry and all of that stuff and you can miss it if you don't um if you don't speak Chinese so she decodes a lot of the racy dialogue it's 7.5 out of 10 I recommend it if you want to look at pretty people yeah <laughs> next we have the imperial corner 36 episodes an unexpected fave i really like this one it's like historical detective work it's a historical crime show so of course i was gonna love it um it's a great up upcoming up and coming cast i really do appreciate china for having um a market where rookie actors or actors who aren't super popular have a chance to act Mm-hmm. Um, unlike South Korea, which is like we're going to use the same actors for the next fifty years, um, the, the there's a huge there's a nice market where young actors can act with people their age and um, showcase their talent. So it's a great cast with great chemistry. Some of the scenes can drag in the shows, but the, I think the show is very watchable. Um, trigger warning for dead bodies and a lot of autopsies because that's kind of like the whole point of the show because the woman's a coroner and the guy's like a constable or some shit i don't remember all of it but it's at a 10 i recommend it i think you'd really like it if you like detective shows and you like detective shows in costume next we have weaving a tale of love 40 episodes barely remember the plot it was watchable not awful palace politics and clothing pretty costumes and embroidery 7.5 next um <laughs> chinglo um i have a theory that um 12 episode c dramas are top tier and then below that are 24 episodes rom-coms that are just like costume dramas and i think they are really fun if you want something kind of cheesy that you don't have to think too hard about you can just watch it Chinglo is one of those. It's light, fluffy, fun. It's a historical written by modern people since it stars a single mother. <laughs> um, but the chemistry is great and the plot isn't amazing, but I think it's a fun, you know, it's something very light. Because sometimes Chinese dramas be like, we're going to go 45 episodes deep. And it's just like, there's no reason for that. Um, it's 8 out of 10. 8, Sunshine of My Life, 45 episodes. My second favorite modern romance of this year. Go listen to our episode of it. 9, Be Together. Don't watch that shit. If you didn't listen to my rant about why you shouldn't watch that shit, Marin was there. Don't watch that shit. Um, yeah, don't watch that. <laughs> Unforgettable Love. Um, 24 episode. It ruined my 24 episode superiority conspiracy theory. <laughs> it's a single dad. Um, he's a single dad and his kid can't talk. And then they meet a you know child psychiatrist um the male lead character was an ass and the plot was boring six out of ten don't do that um then we have you are my glory now you are my glory was one of those shows i probably should have did a mini episode on but this was before we were doing many episodes uh-huh. it was in- interesting it was a it's 32 episodes it was a romance story told heavily from the male perspective right <laughs> um yeah it's the only show that i finished that reba was in this year diriba um and yang yang was the male lead the romance between a celebrity and astrophysics it's a weird really weird storytelling because they were like they were trying um to show how cool a job of the astrophysicist is or whatever his job was mm-hmm. um they failed it was boring <laughs> and if you can't make your um character's occupation look cool don't put so many scenes of it in the show don't do that so yeah there was it was like there was like a chunk of like three or four episodes where they were trying to tell the story from the male perspective but it 
fell flat because like Juliba is like one of the top actresses in China and they didn't use her to her full capabilities. Mm-hmm. Like it it was they were just trying to tell you like how this guy is like kind of shy and he's like introverted but like doesn't really know how to it's very the storytelling choice of narrative was wrong. <laughs> um so it was we love a mature romance but this is boring especially you know, with Amelie's job. 7 out of 10 for the cute moments though because they were a cute couple but like when when there were se- there were like three episodes where the female lead didn't show up at all and I was like what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Um no boundary. It was like a fantasy wuxia martial arts type show 32. 32 episodes of season one alone. Too long. Don't watch it. Plot got boring and repetitive. Five out of ten. Um, Sweet Teeth. 22 episodes. These are like um, a lot of Chinese short romances are the high school or college. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really cool, you know, bracket to have because K-dramas, God forbid, they write a college love story that's between <laughs> two actual college students and not a professor. Um is this me just dragging the Korean drama scene? <laughs> okay. Um, 22 episodes, a romance between college students. It's cute. Nothing amazing. Light watch. Heart, great chemistry, good funny moments. 8.5 out of 10. It was like one of those shows that I didn't, I had no um, record on. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, this is cute. Um, one and only and forever and ever. My Probably my favorite Chinese releases this year. Love it. Go listen to our episode on it. Song of Youth. Okay. <laughs> You know how actresses be like, okay, okay, let's do this first because you don't know you don't know nothing about the Chinese um, film industry, right? Yeah. So what happens sometimes is that Chinese actors, because um, I've told you before, Chinese actors be filming like seven projects in a year, right? Popular yeah. ones makes no sense, right? It makes no sense because a lot of them film shows and then the shows get shelved for like years, right? And then shows get shelved for years. And then they come out, and you're just like, why is the show like it was filmed in 2011? Oh, it was filmed in 2011, and now you're going to air it? Mm-hmm. It's very weird. But I think it's because of the censorship board. I think it's because this is, like, the practice of some of the broadcast companies. Song of Youth. Um, but you also know how people do projects, multiple projects in a year. And you're like, how did you pick a really good one? And then yeah. a really bad one. <laughs> so Bailu is the actress in One and Only. Mm-hmm. The I did we did an episode on this one this year and I love that one. Song of Youth was another show that she did this year. It was forty three episodes. It's a typical rich boy meets poor girl story, poor girl story with business and Chinese opera. Bailu looked gorgeous, but mm-hmm. for forty three episodes, a lot of the plot was shown off screen. What? <laughs> right. I don't. I just. I don't understand it either. It was like. They would have plot points because, like, she's an opera singer, and um, well, well, the basis of the story was that her father was um accused of treason, and so her whole family got killed, mm-hmm. and then well, not killed, but um taken into you know like forced labor, like yeah. hard labor, and then she becomes a Chinese opera singer to you know continue to live to make money and all that good stuff mm-hmm. while trying to clear her father's name and so to do this she ends up meeting this rich boy who has no intention of being you know part of the government or anything like that and so they basically fall in love and he helps her like get into the palace because she thinks if she gets the palace she can get the emperor to fall in love with her and then clear um 
her father's name, but he basically gets her father's name cleared before she gets into the the harem or whatever. And it's so like it's this like very long drawn out show. Like when I say a lot was shown off screen, like the last three or four episodes, it's kind of like the big, you know, the you know we've reached the climax and now we gotta finish the story. The yeah. climax of the show happened at like episode forty two, and it was like they were she was convinced that her new father-in-law was the reason her dad was suspected of treason and died that didn't turn out to be it but that whole arc of figuring out that he really wasn't the bad guy yeah was shown off screen it was like two seconds of her being like, oh, so you're really not the bad guy? Okay, so let's work together to save your family because you got ops after you. And it was just like, I was like, what just happened? <laughs> because like the beginning of the first episode, it shows you the two main characters meeting again uh-huh. after years. And I'm thinking, okay, so something big has to happen in the middle of the series for them to meet again. No, the big thing happens in episode, not even episode 42, the middle of episode 43, where the rich boy's family basically gets accused of treason and um, then the dad is killed, the family sneaks out, and they start to live as normal people. And so because the um, son feels guilty that his father might have killed his wife's family he just goes off to start roaming the world right this is an ancient china they ain't got cell phones they ain't got wi-fi you can't find people like that and so lo and behold it finds out that the wife and the father-in-law were working together and it was all the dad is not dead and so he left before knowing any of that and she spends like the next seven years looking for this man and then that's how they meet and that's how the show ends and i was like what it just went on (laughs) I was like, what did I just watch? <laughs> 43 episodes and that's how they decided to end it. It was very weird. Don't, I mean, if you want to watch Bailu look very pretty because she plays um like the male characters in the Chinese opera show, mm-hmm. watch the clips on YouTube. I don't know what else to tell you. Like, I don't even know why I finished it. All right. Must have been really Next. boring. Or was too far in at that point. Right. Um... So then we have um then we have the bond now. Let's just sit here a moment and explain to you why I avoid Japanese imperialism themed dramas like the plague in China. <laughs> Everyone is a motherfucking spy. Everyone. There's no other occupation, there's no other storyline, there is no other nothing. You're either a spy or the son of a warlord. That's it. That is that's all that happens in um these type of like imperialistic dramas in in China and I I I, I avoid them like the plague. So when I see dramas that are like, oh, we're not gonna talk about spies, let me try it. Let me just try. <laughs> Cause like it sound like that was a, a mistake. Um maybe it was. Maybe it was. Okay, so the Oh this is not even the same show. I jumped one. This is called The Justice. Um, not The Bond. The Justice. It's 42 episodes. Bless them for not making another Spy Republic drama. The plot was iffy. Um, they had a very toxic godfather. The acting was good. I wanted more scenes with the main couple. 7 out of 10. So, like, the whole premise of the story is, like, there's this this guy who's, you know, he's not 
upper class. He's like lower class. He's very good at numbers. He's very good at counting money. He's an accountant for a small store. He gets recognized by this, like, um, the chairman of the, like, um, business committee or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, I want you to take over my work. But here's the thing. You out here killing motherfuckers for your business. And he's like, I'm not on that shit. And so he, you know, branches out, makes his own bank, all that good stuff. But it's like the whole premise of the show is to believe that this guy is so good at what he does that this godfather is willing to kill and risk everything for him to take over his business. And it's like a very weird, it's it's obsession. It's, it's stalkery. And then the main couple, like, that was, that right there is a lot. Because <laughs> she is, um, I don't remember her storyline, but she's like the daughter of somebody who was once wronged in this city or, or whatever. But, like, she gets an abortion after they, like, get married and have kids because she believes him to have, like, working with the godfather. I think the godfather is, like, the reason for her or she doesn't love him or whatever and like the whole like it's it's weird it's weird it's it wasn't an awful show but it wasn't a good a great show either okay okay uh so yeah that was that show it's i don't even do i recommend you watch it try the first episodes if you don't like chinese dramas you're probably not gonna want to watch it because um it's like yeah it's weird Okay, next we have The Bond. Okay, The Bond is one of those... You remember, you know Reply 1988? Yeah. Um, so The Bond is 36 episodes. It's historical. It starts from the 80s. It's a family, divorce, marriage type of show. It's mature. It focuses on the characters more than the plots. Um, you will want to hit some of the siblings upside their damn head. Because, <laughs> like, there's two sisters. There's three brothers. And so it's like... First of all, they have the worst father. Oh, the worst father of the year award goes to this man. This man, <laughs> this man, was gambling the day his wife died after giving birth to their youngest, and then continues to be a awful father to the day he fucking dies. <laughs> it's like you're watching these siblings like deal with poverty and like and you know trying to come up in the world and the like from like the eighties up to the two thousands and the relationships between them the relationships they have with their father and the relationships they have with their spouses and it's like it's a really good if you like family shows um i highly recommend it because you're looking for a bit of realism it's got a lot of mock john the one sister was gonna get on my nerves though because she her man was cheating on her Mm -hmm. several times and she still (laughs) she would not divorce this man even when there was like there was like a epidemic that breaks out in the show, or like the NARS virus, the SARS virus, or something like that, um, or the pig flu or something like that, and she stays with him, like she goes to the hospital risking her health for this cheating ass man, but then she divorces him afterwards, and I was like, thank God, because <laughs> I was like, sis, we've we've regressed too much for me to keep going, um. But yeah, there was a lot that happens. Like one of, the, let me show you how awful this father is by this one plot point. The oldest sister, she was younger, gets molested by a neighbor who is also the father's friend, mm-hmm. and her brother was ready to go hack this man up with a knife. Right, the oldest brother is basically yeah. their father figure at this point. Right, so the dad was like, "Stop! 
I'll go. He goes, he comes back, and he buys his sister dumplings. And at first, I was like, what is happening? Because he looks apologetic. And then the clicks in the brother's head is that he accepted money instead of taking that man to the police officer. How did I know you were watching this show? Like, how did you continue after that? I, because I had to see him die. I had to see him die. I had to see him go. I was like, I wanted to see how they were going to deal with the female lead and her trauma after that. And they didn't go deep, deep into it, but like it was present. Um, Cause she didn't, she didn't want to date men or be around men or like, you know, like all of that stuff. So they were, she was scared to walk at home at night. And I was like, this is very good realism. Um, but it's like, it's also being like forced to still live with your dad because you can't make a house of, you know, make a living on your own at that time, especially for women. It's harder and so, um, yeah, but he died alone because he ended up marrying a woman because he was because after there was like a certain point that his kids were like, we don't want to take care of you anymore. We don't we're sick of it. We're tired. And so um, and so he basically marries this woman who he thinks is going to um, take care of him. And lo and behold, she's there for the money. She tries to move her entire family into their ancestral home and. But this man is a fucking snake. And of course, he'd already given his son the wheel. So when he died and she tried to be like, oh, I'm his new wife. So I get all his money and fuck his five kids. He already one up to bitch. So I was like, so yeah, the bond was really interesting. I think if you enjoy shows like this, if you if you enjoy your 1988, because I know a lot of our listeners are Korean drama fans. Um. I think you like the show. Seven out of ten. The acting was a nine, though. The plot is, you know, it's very basic since it's a family drama. But the acting, it'll get you in the gut. Next, we have Going to Your Heart. Now, this is a show. <laughs> I don't know why I do this to myself. Okay. I think I talked about this with Corey on another episode. We were talking about, I don't know what we were talking about. We were talking about sports dramas or something. And Going to Your Heart is a show about a baduk player. You know, the, the white and black, like, pebble chess game that you see Mm -hmm. in a lot of asian dramas Mm -hmm. it's called baduk i think it's called baduk in korean i know it's called something else in china it's called go in america in english i say baduk because that's what i remember but it's a rom-com between a reporter and um basically a professional go player um of course that's the only dynamic that ever happens in sports dramas in china (laughs) it's like she's a reporter he's a professional video gamer she's a reporter he's a basketball player it's like can the woman do anything else besides be paparazzi? And so, um, this is one of those shows that didn't know how to make um Baduk look fun because it's a very long game. And so they just said we're gonna make it fun for the viewers by showcasing the show as if the two people were fighting, like martial arts fighting. Mm-hmm. Which I know that Baduk can be used like metaphors for life and like political games and stuff like that, but they're like we're going to show you like street fighter cgi all this stuff i'm like this is a rom-com <laughs> why do i have to watch like fuck and they're long these like scenes of the two people fighting i was like i would rather figure out how to actually play go than watch two people <laughs> right i don't um i don't know why i was trying to be a video game drama it was too long but the male lead put his foot into the emotional scenes this is another show that showcased a lot of young actors and I'm going to keep my eye on the actor, the male lead for this one, because he was, he, there's a scene where he's like super du- duper depressed and going through a slump. Yeah. And it's like, instead of 
trying to make him look pretty. Like, he looked gaunt. He looked like he'd been, like, going through something, going through shit. And I was like, damn, he's good. I'm going to keep an eye on him. So, yeah, 7.5 out of 10. It's It was too long. 41 episodes was way too long. Um, But if you skip a lot of the CGI scenes, you might get, mm-hmm. like, 38 episodes, probably. <laughs> Okay, so this was Once We Get Married is 24 episodes. 24 episodes. See drama supremacy. Okay, this drama was laced with crack because there was no reason for me to binge 10 episodes in one sitting. There was none whatsoever. It's a contract marriage plus fashion plus business. And I don't know what it is with me with fashion, modern sea dramas, but I love them. And I was like, we got to watch it. The chemistry is off the charts when i tell you um for those of you who don't follow me on twitter i absolutely could give two fucks less about a kiss scene i don't care about the 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 leads kissing right i love displays of small intimacy in romances over big grand gestures of love right mm-hmm. so holding hands being in each other's personal space like actual real couples I had butterflies watching this show. I was like, oh crap. <laughs> I've been watching all of this. The plot is basic as fuck. It doesn't subvert from any of the romantic rom-com traditions. It doesn't subvert from any of the contract marriage um, traditions, but it does it well. And the acting was well. And so it was easy for me to eat up 24 episodes. So I highly recommend it. I know, Mary, you like contract marriages. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is on Vicky, I think. It's only 24 episodes. Um, I think you like it. It was just like, it was the way the male lead was just constantly like these small intimacies. I was like, it was driving me insane because why is your hand on the back of her neck? It's like, I know I'm supposed to focus on the dialogue, but it's like, ah, it was killing me because they look like a real couple. And I feel like a lot of Korean dramas um, don't give us small intimacies. They're like, oh, they're going to kiss and they're going to break up and then they're going to kiss And I'm like, I or are they like here's like a you know the scene where they finally get together you know do it and I'm like but I want the small things the tiny yeah. things the tiny things so yes um once we get married got a nine out of ten for me that's my first nine on the list she was very good very very good um so yeah it's basic as fuck though so don't expect the plot to be amazing right so then we have remembrance of things past it's probably my favorite show this year go listen to our episode on it it was so good and i hope if you watch remembrance of things past because of me let me know because that show was amazing um next we have the ideal city oh god mm-hmm. i forgot about this one okay this is 40 episodes it's a veteran cast doing veteran cast things it's women in the workplace it's grumpy bitch ass old men mm-hmm. acting on point dialogue did very little very well um it's a little too political for me the ideal city is about a female um i don't know what the hell she was she's like a financial strategist for like construction companies and shit Mm -hmm. and um the male lead is it's too intricate for me to explain just know that it's like politics and business and if you want to watch like some of the best actors in the industry like you know how you've okay let me put it this way do you know how you're in a workplace Mm-hmm. And you could tell everybody in the room is being fake about what yeah. they're doing. It's that. Okay. <laughs> it's that, and it's done so well. It's so realistic. You're like, 
this is if you um work in like um an office building this is probably gonna be triggering for you because like the way that they talk about subjects you know they, you know they talk around the bush instead of like talking to you about the right like the direct subject and so you kind of don't know so you have to kind of like interpret the conversation differently watching veteran actors do that for 40 episodes it's kind of amazing but at the same time the plot was just garbage garbage because like she breaks up with her fiance at the beginning of it because he's cheating on her and he told her i'm doing this for us what bitch what he's like you don't ever like to let men be men and i was like if you're insecure bitch say that why are we (laughs) so there's like it's a very much a grown show and so it's 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 ugh. I don't know. If they do a season two, I might watch. Because, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a very interesting. But yeah, that's the ideal city. Then we have Love and Night. Whew. 30 episodes. Girl finds out fiance is cheating on her. This was another man who was like, um, I'm cheated. I'm sorry. But we can get through this. Let's still get married. They've been dating for like 10 years since like they've been in college. And I was sitting here like, what are you saying? And he keeps like doing these like analogies. It's like, why would I go for something new when I have something old that's already fantastic and antique? Like he was like comparing her to antiques and shit. And he was just like, um, you're gonna come back to me because we work, we're perfect together. Then why'd you fucking cheat? He was like, it was one mistake, it's fine. It's he's like, it's fine, we'll get through this. There's nobody who understands you like I do. And I'm sitting here like, this motherfucker's out his everlasting mind. <laughs> But, like, that's, like, his whole rhetoric. And he does everything in his power to, like, get this woman to come to him for help or to, like, do stuff for her. And it's just, like, he's trash. But we don't care about the trash man because we have a new executive who finds her very sexy and starts to flirt. It was really giving AO3 Wattpad a realness in the beginning. (laughs) Like, they had a scene in the bathroom where he like corners her into a wall and any other show i'd be like motherfucker if you don't move but i was like oh it's getting spicy it like tickles those like fan fiction um points um yeah. it was beginning and we got real boring after the couple got together <sighs> um but there you know it was i appreciate that a lot of modern dramas are kind of subverting old rom-com stereotypes like in old rom-coms when the ex showed up the female lead would be like distraught and like you know break up with the male lead without any communication they don't do that anymore in a lot of modern street dramas and i really appreciate it the female leads are like bitch who are you i'm the new girl go away and i'm like oh period but now there's like nothing else beyond that it's like they're all doing that so it's Mm -hmm. creating a new typical stereotype in dramas Okay. Which is not annoying, but I'm just like, can we get something a little different? Did his ex really have to show up? But I guess that's part of his character arc, so she had to. But it's a 6.5. Um, It's not awful. It's not good either. So if you want to get the spiciness at the beginning, just watch the beginning and then drop it. Last but not least, we have Fall in Love. Now, I knew this was... You know how I talked about imperial Japanese drama, um, Japanese occupation dramas, yeah, and how everybody's either a spy or a warlord. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the warlord one. It's called mm-hmm. Fall in Love. <laughs> Thirty six episodes. Smart daughter of a businessman, um, his first of his first wife, and a once failed army leader 
turned king of Shanghai. It was good in the beginning and the politics got in and I got bored and I hated the ending and I should have known that type of ending was coming to considering what type of show this is but the chemistry between again this is another show that lets young actors um shine and i really like the chemistry i really liked the power couple because she's in- incredibly intelligent he's also very a very good political um player so that was really good but then they put in the politics and i was like eh, i don't like it anymore <laughs> and so i dropped it six out of ten i am currently watching um, Luyang, I haven't finished that yet, but it's like spies in the Tang Dynasty. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of really loving these historicals. They're like, here's a costume drama. Now here's a kind of modern idea of like spies, and we're gonna marry the two. And it's doing really well because there was definitely spies in like ancient Chinese kingdoms, mm-hmm. but nobody talks about that. They're always like, here's the emperor and the king and the princes. So it's nice to see people outside of the palace, even though we're dealing with palace politics. If that makes sense. So, Luyang is really good. I'm watching, also watching Sword Snow Stride. That's a mouthful for the English title. Um, which is like a typical wuxia um, martial arts political movie. Not movie. TV show. And I love it because it's one of those, it's finally, it's one of those dynamics I've always wanted to see in a Chinese drama where the father and the son don't hate each other. And they're actually working together. And so it's really cool to see like this like true like this father and son really do love each other, but the father is the son is always in the father's shadow because his like dad is the general who combine like the five nations into this one kingdom. And when I tell you every five episodes, every three episodes, somebody's trying to kill this man though. I can't count the number of assassination attempts, and we're only on episode like twenty out of thirty-two. This man has. But he's so smart that he, like, subverts all his assassins and stuff, like, shit like that. But I'm like, everybody in their mama wants to kill him because they have beef with his daddy. Why aren't you going after his daddy? Why are you coming to him? That's like somebody, like, mad at your mother from, like, high school and then coming to you and being like, you're a fucking bitch. You're such and such's daughter. And you're like, why why, why are you bringing that up with me? What do I have to do with this? What do I have to do with this? (laughs) Yes. Okay. So there's like that. I ended up dropping a lot of Chinese drama this year. Whoa, I dropped 20 Chinese dramas this year. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. I don't think I'm gonna try any of these again. Sometimes I go back to drop dramas and be like, oh, let me try, but then I'm like, that's a waste of my time. But yeah, that was my Chinese drama wrap-up for the year. Is there any drama that kind of like you might try this if you had like the time or the interest? Or- um, you said, okay, let me see. Did you say Love and Night was good? It was okay. <laughs> there was one you said that was really, really good. It slipped a rom com, I think. The one that you said um, was basic and don't expect much, but you thought it was really, really cute because of the intimacy. Once we get married. Yeah, once we get married. Probably that one. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I highly recommend that one. Um, tell me what your favorite Chinese drama was this year on. Um, twitter i really want to know because i know we have some chinese drama listeners i know not all of us um but i'm definitely going to probably try to do more chinese drama meetings next year and all of that but um yes if you hope you listen to the end of this episode because we have an announcement i think that we're going to end up taking this might be the last episode of the year we had another one planned but some things got 
shift around. So I think we're going to be taking a break until January 5th. We're going to um, try to, uh, you know, round in the new year peacefully and we'll get back to you guys with new content then, you know, catch up on shows that we missed out while we we're on break and all of that good stuff. And then we're going to continue to try to do two episodes a week. I'm starting another semester in January, so we'll see how that goes. But make sure you are subscribed to our Twitter and our TikTok because that's when we'll have news about upload schedules and if we're you know what we're doing after break and all of that good stuff so i want to tell you guys thank you so much for um <coughs> thank you so much for listening to us this year it's been an amazing year with the podcast um and we can't wait to continue we have no intentions of stopping anytime soon so even if we take a break we're coming back and we hope you guys um enjoy our episodes go catch up on our catalog if you haven't if you're new with us and listen to some older episodes um we really appreciate all the support i love that you guys give us and um don't forget to drop us a five-star rating if you love us that much just click the five-star rating in spotify it's just right there all you have to do is click the five stars or on podcasts on a podcast or wherever you listen don't forget to follow us on twitter at commented and tiktok at commented podcast until the next time i'm tori i'm marin bye-bye bye